When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry, I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up with Disney Channel shows, DCOMs, and music, the Time Machine is ready for you to take a trip back to those golden days. Quick, before the time reaches 8-7 Central. What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner. With me, Hunter Martin. Um, can I tell you something that funny? <laughs> what? <laughs> can I tell you something that funny? <laughs> I just remembered this. Can You're I tell you something? I know, and it's not going to be funny when I say that. I'm just thinking of it. Can I tell you something that was funny that just happened to me before I came in to record? Of course. May I have the floor? You may, you may. May I? <laughs> so, it's been raining <laughs> on and off all day, and I was walking outside back to my apartment. And it was raining pretty hard. You know, some people don't have a rain jacket. They kind of wear um, like a trash bag over themselves. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Not a trash like, bag. You know, like one of the... But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So someone was wearing that and I didn't notice them. They were behind me and they were... And I think it started to rain a little bit more, but they were close to their apartment, I guess. And so they kind of ran, like scooted. <laughs> beside me but all i saw was a giant trash bag and it spooked me it was like the garbage is running away it spooked me it was like and it was just this little old lady i'm trying to get back to their apartment but i was like it's like in the grinch when his socks are so stinky that they he, he like he's so stinky that his stinky socks have to get away from him you were so stinky that the garbage had to run away from you literally i was <laughs> I was thinking. I will not tell a lie. I was like, I need to put on some deodorant. Ooh. I need to put on, as my grandma would say, Dio for your B.O. <laughs> have you ever heard of that? Yeah. That saying? Oh. Did you ever have a friend that you, like, had to kind of tell to wear deodorant? Um, I never told them. <laughs> Someone's mom so, came up to me at my birthday party and like asked if I would gently. And told you. Yes. Ja- asked if I would like gently you, talk to my friend about wearing deodorant because she hadn't Oh, been. oh. At my I birthday was, party. I thought <laughs> you were going to say the, the mom came up to you and was like, hey, stinky ass. Can you put some deodorant on? <laughs> no, that has never happened to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought this up because I could smell you through. <laughs> The mic. This is Just not kidding. a scratch and sniff medium. I smell, I smell greatness is what I mean. If you say so. Well, if you have nothing more to add, let's get into some Disney 411 because we got some great stories ahead. Yes. So let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. All right. First story 
Olivia Rodrigo celebrates turning 21. Olivia Rodrigo celebrates turning 21 by living the dream and exerting her new rights as an adult. At the opening night of her 57-day Guts World Tour, um, the singer revealed that she bought something at a nearby gas station. Just because she could. She said to the audience, I went to the gas station the other day and bought a pack of cigarettes and a six-pack of beer. Um, She added that she didn't... She hadn't bought the items to smoke or drink. I promise I didn't consume it, but I just bought it because I could, she exclaimed to an audience filled with adolescents inspiring to that dream. Why not? Now, why couldn't she? You mean she didn't? She didn't take one sip of beer when she got home? She's written on her albums about drinking before. You know she's had a cocktail or two when she's been overseas. Yeah. Um, but you, I didn't realize her tour started. I just oh, saw it on TikTok. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. I really wish I could go, but uh, the prices are astronomical. <laughs> and I am not willing to pay that amount of money for I, those seats. I feel like I would get really, if I went, I would get really annoyed by the crowd. I, yeah. That, that's Do you know what I mean? Olivia seems like she's so, being a little saucy. On this tour, like, she's cursing in her speeches. She's changing words. She's shimmying. She's showing off her assets, if you know what I mean. And some people are in the comments like, I'm 12 and I'm going with my parents. Help! (laughs) (laughs) So good luck to all those 12-year-olds out there going to the Guts tour. Yeah, but they should know what they're getting into. Chapel Chapel Roan is opening right now, too. So they're really getting themselves a, a spicy, spicy show. I don't think I know who those people are. That is a person. She's a pop girly. It's kind of similar to Olivia, but more like explicitly queer. Okay. Yeah. I'm seeing her on right Sunday. On. In oh, Al- cool. In Alabama. Because I just really. Alabama. I really wanted to go. And it was the closest show. You are dedicated. Indeed. Because I'm seeing a show in Texas um, later next week. Goodbye. She's on the go. Next week? Yeah, same week, two shows, two states. Oh, God, I'm tired for you. Hey, um, me too. Don't worry. Ready for our next story? Let's go. I'm not going to go. Okay, so this is kind of a follow This is, I just wanted to get your take on this. This is kind of interesting. This is a follow-up to the Mean Girls musical movie. Do you remember a story a couple weeks ago when there's a joke in the movie musical? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan that- wasn't happy about it. Yeah, so we have a follow-up to that story. So I wanted to bring it. Okay, a joke from Mean Girls, which Lindsay Lohan pushed back against, seems to be missing from at-home versions of the film (gasps) released this week. (laughs) The movie music... Yeah, isn't that crazy? Her power! Um, Yeah. It became available on digital platforms last week after its theatrical debut in January. The film, which opened uh, in 2004 with a bang at the box office, featured a cameo. From uh, Megan Thee Stallion telling Katie Heron that Y2K Firecrotch is back. So that was the joke. So if you're like, why is that a thing referencing Lindsay Lohan? So in 2006, a TMZ video made headlines for oil empire heir Brandon Davis insulting comments about Lindsay Lohan, which included him referring to the actress as Firecrotch. The controversial joke is now missing from the from some versions of the film's digital, digital release, including an edition rented from Amazon. Um, instead, Megan Thee Stallion says, Hot girls, we are going back red. 
So what do you <laughs> Did think of that? Did they just have the ADR ready to go? I'm sure they had a different couple versions of the joke. Her power. I mean, do you well, remember? Do you- this is kind of reminding me of like the E-Trade baby commercial that also, I think, got pulled from the air because she was upset about it. The Milkaholic Lindsay. No, I don't remember that. It was like a Super Bowl commercial with the E-Trade babies in like 2005 or six. And one of the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah It was yeah, iconic. Yeah, yeah. They don't make Super Bowl commercials I, like as iconic as those used to be. They really don't. I do, I do remember that. Milka what? Um, <laughs> I do remember and that. And Lindsay was I, mad. They're like, they're like digital babies. Not digital babies, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yes. We have some more stories to get through, so let's keep it going. Okay, our next story is, this is going to be a little rapid fire, but I want to include it because this theme month is Month of Wildcats. Zac Efron has reacted to those viral memes of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift being compared to Troy Bolton and Gabriella from High School Musical. He said, wow, I didn't think about that. That's really cool. Shout out to the High School Musical fans. Uh, I love the whole Travis Taylor thing. Man, I'm so happy for them. They're two of the best people in the whole world. How can you not be stoked? Swifty alert. He's talking specifically to us because we had one of those viral edits. He, yeah, he is talking about us. <laughs> not our name on Zac Efron's um, lips. I love that. Short well, and sweet. It's like when they asked Vanessa Hudgens the same thing and she basically was like, yeah, it's great. How cool. <laughs> Well, like, what like, else are they supposed well, yeah. to say? Are they supposed to have, like, some deep answer to that question? She was like, I really think Troy and Gabriella's love is a mirror to Travis and Taylor's love. I mean, when you stick, just imagine, like, inside the actor's studio answer. <laughs> We're coming down to the rear. The rear? Hello. Our last couple stories, little music news. Selena Gomez, love on. We listen to it. Our thoughts. You're spinning more than I am. Okay, don't. <laughs> I've listened to it once. I am, I am spinning more than you. <laughs> Just because I'm spinning it once or twice does not mean I'm like, this is a great song. It was mid. It was mid. It's better than single soon, I think. The best, the best part of the song is that she rhymed steak tartare with car. I hate that part. It's... So uncomfortable to listen to. You know Selena Gomez loves to talk in a song. Mm-hmm. She, she went, why are we conversing over this steak tartare? We can be somewhere other than here making out in the back of the car. Anyway, it's not great. She thinks she ate, but she left the steak tartare on the table. She left. The- and there was a TikTok I sent you that someone was like, why isn't Selena Gomez song fitting anymore? <laughs> well... I sent you, and it's like one of, it's a, it's a well-established music critic on TikTok. Yeah. I thought I gave some good points, but just wanted to throw that out there because Selena thought she was the only Disney alum to be releasing new music. But once again. Well, someone paged the doctor <laughs> because we officially have a new song by Miley Cyrus, and this time she's re-teaming with Pharrell. For a song re- being set to release on March 1st. Which is today, if you're listening. The day this episode drops. Um, Doctor. There's been teases out through this week, and Miley officially posted what looks like to be possibly the music video. Um, <laughs> She's uh, never letting go of that Grammys hair. Or the Grammys dance. <laughs> to 
do you think she filmed that right after she won her Grammys for Celebration? It had to be. This is a song from the Bangers era, so it's like a a new, an old new song. Yeah. But the way it's already a hit. Yeah, and it's, so do you think this is attached to anything? I don't know, because like, everybody's been saying Endless Summer Vacation Volume 2 over and over and over again, but then all we got was Used to Be Young, and I don't know... Because this doesn't seem like it would be part of that. It might be part. It seems like it's part of something else, like something new. What if she releases just like unreleased music? That would be crazy because Taste of My Own would see the light of day. Clara Pierce writing Scare. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget those people. The, the Clara Pierce truthers. The Clara Pierce they're like, yo, it's AI. Oh my god, Miley has another alter ego. Guys, let's use our brains. And it was taken down um, expeditiously. Yeah. We'll miss you, Clara Pierce. Um, all right, we have two more stories. Can you believe? Yes. They were cooking this week. All right. we, they were cooking. And do you know who's cooking up something in the future? Miss Simone. Raven Simone. Ah, yes. So Raven Simone was re- recently did an E.T. retrospective where she went through her career. And when she st- stopped to talk about her experience at the Cheetah Girls, she may have teased something. The star portrayed one-fourth of the network's Cheetah Girls in the popular film adaptations, a role that the star teased she might reprise in the future. Another, and this is what Raven said, another moment in culture that gave girl power, that gave fashion, that gave songs. I'm very blessed to be part of that. And can't wait to see what the future holds with that, Raven teases. It's going to be interesting to see what the future holds in regards to the Cheetah Girls. And she did a little Cheshire cat smile. She did. She did. So do you, do you think something's cooking? It might be. They seem like they've been mentioning this for a while. And now that they're all on good terms, it seems. Or do you think? More likely. Do you? Th- okay. They could easily just kind of rebrand, like take the Cheetah Girls brand and do whatever they want with it and have like maybe like only Raven's in it and she is ushering in a new people to take on the Cheetah Girls moniker. I really don't think that Raven would do anything Cheetah Girls related without at least Adrian there. If if Raven and Adrian are in, I feel like there's a pretty good chance that the other two would also want to get in on it, especially with Sabrina and her podcast right now. That would be excellent promo for her mm-hmm. so it will be, be interesting it'll be interesting watch us looking like fools see. in two years we'll but see i'm Just hopeful wanted... i'm optimistic i saved this final story because <laughs> it's a doozy hold on to your hats folks or are you seated are you seated i'm sat okay there's a new twist in the cyrus family drama <gasps> While fans recently zeroed in on a possible rift between Miley and her father, Billy Ray, after she neglected to thank him while accepting her first Grammys last month, a source tells Us Weekly there's a lingering bad blood between Tish Cyrus and its youngest daughter, Noah. <gasps> it all boils down to a fight over Tish's new husband, <gasps> Dominic Purcell. <gasps> Okay. Are you ready for more? Oh, there's more. There's more. Source exclusively tells Us Weekly 
There's more to the couple's love story of Tish and Dominic, sharing that Noah, 24, was romantically involved with Dominic Purcell (gasps) first. Noah was seeing Dominic when Tish started pursuing him, says the source, who claims that Tish was aware of the situation. Of course, no one from those people have responded to Us Weekly's request for the comment. Uh, The turmoil between Noah and Tish goes far beyond what people think. Noah is very distraught over Tish stealing Dominic from her. There's no way this is real. I don't know about this. Source source is spitting, if true. Blue jeans. I'm telling you, blue jeans is the source. That... What do you, how do isn't, you isn't us weekly kind of known to be a little more tabloidy than something like people would be or like yes. entertainment weekly yeah so there is a very high chance that this isn't true i just want to say that now it is a very high chance but but now what? as i am googling tish cyrus it has now appeared on page six <gasps> the daily mail the mirror and Yahoo.com, just to name a few. Oh my god. The sources are picking it and, up. And AOL.com, Cosmopolitan. Not oh. J14. J14, my favorite news source. So, I don't believe this, but I just wanted to bring it because it is making traction a little bit. And it's I so know. Beyond I wonder if there's like going to be a statement from somebody about this. Oh, I, I, if it, I feel like if it hits more newsstands, They'll put out a statement. Just be like, that oh never happened. Oh my god. <laughs> I have to close with that so we can sit on it and digest. We have to sit on it. But can I mention a couple things? Of course. Just some quick stuff. There was just so much happening this week. Corbin Blue is returning to Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway alongside Jake's Monsoon from Darren Drag Chris Race. Is le- Darren Chris is leaving already? Yeah. Oh. Corbin is on his way back alongside Jinx. I may have to book a ticket. Also, Disneyland announced the character meet and greet lineup for Disney Channel night. And the only tried and true Disney Channel character on there is Kim Possible. Where are Phineas and Ferb? I know they have the costumes. And they're in the parades. I mean, technically, Lilo, Stitch, and Experiments, I guess, counts. But they're like all just animated characters. Goofy that's and so, Max, like, well, that's not Disney Channel. The majority are Disney Channel properties that were movies first, then made into cartoons, and then can Goofy and Max? They were in Goof Troop. Oh. Which never aired on Disney yeah, Channel. Yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> no, it's And people why... in the replies were like, where are Phineas and Ferb? Like, at least. Would this, would this be a great opportunity to introduce a uh, meetable Lizzie McGuire character? I think so. Animated Lizzie? Yeah. Animated Lizzie. I feel like, why not? I would buy a plane ticket immediately to get my phone. Do you think it'd be scary looking? I think they could make it work. I think it would look like a Disney Junior type character that walks around. I think they could make it work. Like a Sophia the First. Yeah. Why haven't they done that? They put the animated Liz McGuire and everything else. Maybe just the logistics with the platform flip flops. Okay, you have someone playing Minnie Mouse in still yellow stilettos. So. 
Those are kitten heels at best. <laughs> um, <laughs> how fun would that be at Disney Channel night where you have a picture with Kim Possible, Lilo and Stitch, Phineas and Ferb, and anime Liz McGuire? Like, that's the lineup we need. That'd be a fun lineup. Where's Penny Proud? Brandy? Well. Mr. Whiskers? <laughs> they're not there, I promise you. Dave the Barbarian? He is they not bury, there, Disney buries those properties. They would never. But it's interesting. I feel like that would be a cool opportunity to be like, and for the first time ever, you're going to be meeting Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, but How it cool. really, like, I kind of said this earlier, that Disney's themed events have been, like, sort of missing the mark lately. And it seems like that's just more thought than they would put into this. Like, if we were on the board, you know things would be different. Well, that is the official end of our pre-show show. <laughs> and now into the meat and potatoes Ooh. of this month march is the month of wild cats y'all we have wanted to do this for quite a while and yeah, we... it was something that we were going to try to do i think right as the strike happened yeah but we're here now um doing wildcat month wild cats everywhere all over the disney channel starting with a couple wildcat guest spots on other shows on the disney channel and we are kicking it off with an episode that I remember so, like, yeah. watching this was like, I could feel the nodes in my brain, like, buzzing and sparkling and coming to life with, like, yeah. rich memories of watching this the day it came out. Yeah. So we're kicking things off with the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode, Odd Couples, airing originally February 3rd, 2006, and guest starring the man himself, Mr. Troy Bolton. Zach Efron as Trevor. <laughs> so I remember the commercial for this. It aired during, I think, I think the premiere of Emperor's New School. <laughs> and I was, and I was a big fan of Emperor's New Groove. So I, my butt was on the couch for Emperor's New School. Um, were you disappointed or were you happy with it? Of what? Emperor's New School. Um, I think I liked it. We haven't discussed it on the podcast, so maybe I'll have to revisit it. True. Um, but I remember, and this was right off the heels of High School Musical. Yeah. Because um, this was February when this episode aired, and High School Musical came out at the end of January. So literally, like... Hot on the tails. Like a week or two after the movie aired, this episode aired. Well, that's why I was so hot to be in the seat for it, because that was when my Zac Efron crush was at its at its absolute prime. And and to make the cherry on top of the cherry ice cream cake, um, this was the first uh, episode of the second season of Sweet Life. So what a way! So we had a lot off. of we had a lot of weeks without new Sweet Lives. So what better way to introduce us to Zach, Cody, and the rest of the gang with a little help from from Troy, the basketball boy. We were eating good in the, this was when like Zac Efron still had the blonde shaggy haircut from the first high school musical. The Bieber before cut. Before he went all sleek and brown. And, and brown. I've always loved this haircut on him. Like there's something just so charming and bouncy <laughs> not, about it. Not you giggling and kicking your feet <laughs> over the shaggy I, hair. I'm fourth after. grade me again. <laughs> um, so before we get into the, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> of this you're making me hungry um 
of this episode, let's actually look at that commercial that I was talking about with Promo Pow Wow. Promo Pow Wow. And now a scene from a new sweet life of Zach and Cody. Do you want to kiss me as much as I want to kiss you? Why is it so you? dramatic? Someone as smart as you would have to ask. How'd we get here? What happens next? Find out when High School Musical Zach Efron guest stars in a new sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> Friday, 6.35, Central, Disney Channel. So we were all clamoring to Disney watch the episode. Channel. Because he was spitting like he was on a ham radio and he had only mere minutes to get his information out before he was attacked. Well, the promo is only 16 seconds. I know, but like the dramatic organ music and the like the way he's just like tomorrow Disney Channel. Like it's not the full like yeah. phrase that we're used and high, to. And High School Musical Zac Efron. Um, of course, the promo is all about what everyone remembers from this episode. Of course, of course, like, of course. Of course, it's an episode of Zach and Cody. Things are happening and yada, yada, yada. A lot of things happen that no one really remembers. But then we get to the main event, which is Zach Efron and Ashley Tisdale kissing. Not even a full month after High School Musical. So I feel like we just have to hold on to that. That's the light at the end of this tunnel. And so let's start from the beginning. I remember this opening scene so vividly. This definitely was an episode that I had on like a Sweet Life DVD. For sure. Oh, yeah. Because I remember their room. They're playing basketball in their room. They have like a mini, that mini basketball hoop that's hung up on the door. There's this like slow-mo shot randomly <laughs> of Zach dunking. And we're establishing the problem is that the room is very messy, mostly because of Zach, he finds the other half of his sandwich on the floor. He eats it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Another reason why Mike, why is Carrie Martin banished to the foldout, the pullout couch, and these twins who get the master bedroom in the suite are keeping it such a mess? Right. And not just say she's, she's got to be mad. I would too. Are, is this when they're just arguing about how messy the room is? They're Zach arguing about it because Zach has eaten. He's biting into the other half of his sandwich that he lost at some point. We don't know when. And Carrie comes in because they're arguing. And I remember this so vividly too. <laughs> she comes in <laughs> with her dogs out. With her dogs out. And they carry, they carry, <laughs> Carrie's dogs are released from the cage. Stop. They are. Why would you phrase it like that? <laughs> they're, they're, they're walking around with no leash. Well, they're barking because she goes. Oh, they're ah, definitely barking. Ah. They're, no, they're more yelping and howling. Stepped on a dart. Stepped on a dart. She stepped on a dart. She is and reacting like she stepped on a Lego when she should be reacting like something punctured her foot and went inside of it. So if you were Carrie in this moment, how would you react? I would scream. I wouldn't be like, owie. (laughs) And then Cody has this spray. He just sprays her foot with this like antiseptic spray. Yeah, he goes, disinfectant. (laughs) That's exactly what he says. (laughs) Also, I have to notice, you can definitely tell this is the beginning of a new season because everyone is freshly tanned. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you notice that? Everyone is tanned. Oh, watch! look back and watch, look at pictures from the episode. Everyone is freshly tanned. Kim Rhodes, who plays Carrie, has a fresh new blonde dye job. She does. Um, 
it is like yellow, yellow. Carrie's like, fit ye- in this episode. What about it? It's Ooh, I loved what a, it. What? It's the, just the jeans and a t-shirt. She looked good. The zip up. No, the the like blue zip up over the jeans with her belt. Not a Carrie fashion moment. For what? <laughs> I have to. That's my girl. She basically orders Zach and Cody to clean the room. And Cody's like, but I didn't make all this mess. Right. I... I shared a room with my brother, and it was very much, you guys have to clean the room. Like, even if, if like, his stuff was getting on my side or whatever, it was like, you guys both were you the it. Were you the Zach or the Cody? Um, between my brother and I, I think, I, I mean, personality-wise, I'm the Cody. Well, yeah, I know that, but in terms of, like, room cleanliness. Um... I would say between the two of us, I was definitely the Cody. I wasn't like, as Cody does in the episode, bouncing a quarter off the sheets. <laughs> His maid bed. Um, I wasn't like that, but I could pick up after myself. Um, so I lived with someone who was very much a leftover food all over the room, like Zach is in this episode. Oh. He, like, as he starts cleaning, they find a half-eaten pudding. Oh, see, that's my, that would be my brother. And Zach was like, I swear it was vanilla when I lost it. Yeah, that would be my brother when we shared a room. Ugh, it's heinous. And then we cut to the lobby, and London is wearing a gray on gray on gray on gray outfit. She's in her Britney era. And the scarf is something from Justice or Party City. <laughs> it was giving Britney. And Maddie is sporting quite a nice bumpet. In her hair. (laughs) (laughs) So Carrie can't have her fashion moment, but you can la-di-da about Maddie in London. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, uh, London notices that there's a sign up in the lobby that says, like, welcoming the Merit Scholars. And she tries to pronounce it, and she's like, what's a Merit Scholar? And Maddie says, well, it's someone who could read the sign. All right. Shots fired. <laughs> ah, and Mosby's like, mm, now, see over here is London doing something dumb. Now, why did Mosby have to put salt on the wound and make <laughs> a follow-up dumb joke to London? Mosby only had like two moments in this episode. He had to play them big. And he played them big all right. He played them huge. And London's like, well, all the, like, I don't want all these nasty, nerdy people staying in my hotel. Like, <laughs> she literally was like, these, these gross nasty nerds. nerds. And Maddie's like, London, they're not all nasty nerds. And then it cuts to, <laughs> what do you think? Nasty nerds. <laughs> and then they, like, walk past Maddie. And Maddie's like, you're not helping the cause, people. Yells that after them. Like, what did they do to you? So I'm sure they're, um, uh, um, confidence is <laughs> skyrocketed after Maddie yelled at them for that. And then, who do we see? Walk in the door. That is Troy Bolton. Wait, Bolton. Literally. Literally, exactly. <laughs> um, and I do have to say, if this episode aired in February and High School Musical aired in January, this 100% was filmed before High School Musical ever 
aired. They would have had to restrain the girlies no. if they. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you were like, because it's a sitcom, and usually they would. That's when people would walk out and you know clap. Um, they would have been like, ah, ah! oh, they would like. They're like, how many dogs are in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> But London goes over to flirts with him. Maddie was like, he'll never talk to you because you're not a merit scholar. I think that's, Maddie was like, well, oh, well, he'll never talk to you. She goes up there and he introduces himself. What's his name? Trevor. Trevor of like Phi Beta Kappa or something like that. So, which is like, I Googled it. It's like a smart, smart club, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously, one I'm not a part of. Um, but London like comes up. London goes up to Trevor, Zach Avron Trevor, and he is jump scared when London walks up. He oh, it's is. Pi Beta Pi Beta Kappa is what Trevor Zach Avron. I was is so close. Of. Pi Beta Kappa. So she's like, I'm London. Buys lots of stuffa. Uh, and he's like, and they're you know they're flirting a little bit, and he's like, oh, that's funny. I think my mom was a part of that. One year she couldn't make the rent out or something, and then it comes yeah. to Maddie, and that's kind of where Maddie is like she's looking laughing. a Google Gaga at him a little bit though. She's laughing. I couldn't um, tell if she was like laughing at London or if she was like laughing at him. I think that she she wants him to make fun of London, but it seems like for the better half of their relationship, he thinks that her stupidity is her just being like really good at wordplay and being funny. Oh, a hundred percent. But I think Maddie's reaction of him saying buy lots of uh, could have pay a rent up is her laughing at what he's saying. And so it may. So I guess knowing what we know now, how the episode ends, it makes sense that the smile. Was yeah, it was. She not. was giving him a very, very flirty gaze. Um, and then London to throw it in Maddie's face, because I think what leads to their argument was you can't just walk up to him and ask him the time or whatever. Um, and London goes, hey, do you happen to know what time it is? And then this is when Zac Efron, kind of cringy, not kind of, I'm classifying this as a cringe. Goes, I think it's time to take a pretty girl out to lunch. And he says it just like that. Ooh! Well, Zac Efron could have said anything to me looking like that back in the day, and I would have said, yes, sir. <laughs> and then obviously Maddie is gobsmacked that it worked, that London of course, is now on a date shocked. with the Merit Scholar. So then we cut back to the twins, and they are one. They're back. They're in the room. It's a lot of Zach and Cody's bedroom. It is, which we which we never see. This episode is strange in the way that, like, it seemed like the Zach and Cody story and the Maddie London Zach Efron story was like pretty even on time. Like they were both the A plot yeah. until the big event happens, and then it's like ten more minutes of the Zach and Cody story. Yeah, but I will say the Zach, the Zach and Cody story, I felt like wrapped up very rapidly once the Maddie London storyline ended. I mean, they still have that like five minute scene in Cody's closet room. Oh, that is true. And then another scene that wraps everything up. Like, yeah. and it just like, it just sealed itself as the A storyline, like right at the end. But I think yeah. the Maddie London storyline is the A storyline because it's the one that you, it's the one everybody remembers. And it's how it was promoted. Exactly. And it's called Odd it, Couples. They, they knew what we wanted. I mean, it's called Odd Couples, so well, I guess it could, it could, that could work. The other Odd either. Couple is Zach and Cody. Zach and Cody. <laughs> so Cody has 
cleaned the room, Zach comes in and is like, oh my gosh, thanks for doing all the work, blah, blah, blah. And this is when um, their friends are coming in to play a board game. Yeah. And Zach can't find something, so it cuts... So a little camera trick cuts to Cody, and then it cuts back, and Zach has completely destroyed his side of the room again. He's like, <laughs> found it. Um, again, this is when I notice everyone has such a fresh tan, including <laughs> Zach and Cody. They the had a funny standing. line where Cody's like, Cody's getting upset about the room not being clean again. And he's like, I am not. Repeat, not. And Zach goes, not. Not. <laughs> yeah. Bob appearance. Also- there's a Bob appearance. There's a Bob appearance. I think, is this our first Bob appearance on the show? On our I think show? it is our first Bob appearance. Welcome, Bob. So. <laughs> we love Bob. And then we have two other friends that I think are just one-offs. Um, and they're here to play some sort of kind of like... It was like Total World Conquest yeah, or something like, like Dungeons that. Yeah, like Dungeons and Dragons type Or like thing. Risk, like something. Yeah. And they're talking and... What leads up to him saying his Hang name? Oink, leads? oink. No, like, Zach says something about living in a pigsty, and he's like, oink, oink. No, Cody'd be like, I'm sorry, guys. It's, you, sorry, we have to, like, Cody's like saying, sorry, guys, we have to play in this pigsty. And he, and Zach's like, that will be me. Oink, oink, or something like that. Me when I leave my clothes all over the floor. That'll be me. <laughs> I also noticed there is a frame there is a framed picture of Carrie on um next to Cody's bed. Me too. I did it. I did. Me too. So where can we He's get a copy? He's not the only man with a frame photo of Carrie beside his bed. You know Arwen where, has one too. Oh yeah. Where can where can we get a copy though? Right, exactly. Um and I do remember this line that before they get the game ready, an, a timer goes off and Cody goes, oh, "My mini weenies are done." <laughs> Well, they're talking about, like, the the bloodshed and the violence of the game that they're about to play and, like, how manly it is. And then that's what Cody's like, oh, my mini weenies are dying. With an array of sauces. Apparently one of them is stone ground mustard. Why is Cody, like, a three-star Michelin chef? I don't know, but we keep referencing the bear. (laughs) And I'm going to keep referencing it because Cody needs to be on. Cody is, like, the Tipton's Guy Fieri. And then we're back to the lobby, and we see London and Trevor coming back from their lunch date, and she's still fooling him with her. She's saying things that are dumb and just being passed off as wordplay because he's laughing at, like, everything well, that she says. Well, he said, he was like, London, you're so acerbic, which I had to Google, <laughs> uh, and it means sharp and forthright. No, so, not sharp. Yeah, so basically everything that she says... He thinks is a joke and yeah. like funny and witty, but she just doesn't know. So when Trevor was, and we'll get to it more when they like are talking, I was like, he's, oh yeah. Cause he's like, I don't, I'm not a grammar snob, but he's like, you used your prefect, you know, he does correct her grammar. And I was like, Oh God, way. you're, you'd be awful to be around. <laughs> Well, before that happens, like, well, not, I guess not before, but like as London and Trevor are coming into the lobby, they stop in front of Mosby and London says to Mosby, like, I'm a merit scholar. 
And as she walks away, he goes, And I'm an Egyptian belly dancer named Melina. (laughs) (laughs) And this woman who was walking through the lobby exactly as he said that, like, stops and gives him the filthiest look. And for some reason, he continues the bit and it's just like, Oh no, it's very tasteful. I wear a veil. And then he starts dancing. Phil Lewis was like, I'm going to eat up my 20 seconds of screen time in this episode. We always said Mosby is a, is a renaissance man. He is a song but, and dance but like man. Not, He's a not belly dance little, man. But like not in your place of work. Now, okay, you can't blame the twins when the, when the, when the Tipton is getting a two-star Yelp review when you're <laughs> belly dancing in the lobby. And acting a fool. You can't blame like the twins. Like a real manager would have been like, I'm so sorry you overheard that. My apologies, yeah. madam. Might I send a chocolate up to your room? Right. <laughs> Most and instead, he's like, is... I mean, I could hang I'd be like, <laughs> get me to the Four Seasons. The Tipton is so lucky that Yelp did not exist at this time. Right. So after more conversation with Trevor, London goes up to Maddie at the candy counter and is begging Maddie to help her because she does not know how she's going to survive the rest of this lunch. Or, and I was like, wait, you haven't had lunch yet? Right, or did they have lunch and now they're going to have lunch somewhere else? Like, I don't know what is happening I, here. Um, Maddie's like, the, tell him your favorite composer is Bach. And London says, where's he been? A laugh and, riot. A knee slapper. <laughs> and then we get an iconic Sweet Life line from Maddie. I've met bread smarter than you. That's now, such a. That's such an can iconic. Can she describe this bread? Like, what bread was it? Hey, girl, it's me, <laughs> the bread. And he, she's like, he's like, as they're having this conversation, Maddie is like, well, he's not going to ask you out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And Trevor walks up and is like, Hey, London, I just wanted to ask you out. Which I I did laugh because that was that was funny. But it was what a good... are the odds that at that exact moment, with somebody else there, that he's not like, hey, London, can I talk to you for a second? He just and he uses, and, like, and oh. he uses that exact vernacular, I would want to ask you out. And I'm like, hey, do you want to go see a movie sometime? It's like, he's not going to ask you out. Hey, London, I just want to ask you out. I just <laughs> wanted to ask you out. Yeah. And like, Maddie doesn't even excuse herself. And Trevor doesn't even excuse him in London. So yeah, now... it's very strange. <laughs> and so now... Maddie is just standing there awkwardly with Trevor in, Lon- in London. And of course, the whole bit is Trevor saying something funny. London doesn't understand what he's saying. Trevor laughs. But now he laughs and then looks to Maddie and is like, isn't she great? Like, <laughs> dude, you don't even know this person. You, this, this was an A and B conversation. See yourself out. Oh. But you inserted <laughs> yourself, Mr. Trevor. Mr. <laughs> Merritt Scholar. Mr. Merritt Scholar can't read the room. He couldn't. He could read a book, but he can't read the room. No. Before we, before we go back upstairs, <laughs> we have to say, of course, guess how Maddie agrees to help London. Mm-hmm. And how does she do that? A hundred bucks. London is paying her. A hundred bucks, which is like so cheap. A hundred bucks. And then she tries to get London to say that she'll pay her 250 later when London is copying everything she says. And she's like, London, not going to happen. Which, I'm like, $250 is a chump change for London. And I know that uh, it costs more than the hearing device that they're using. Yeah. I was like, anyway. it's not Maddie in London. Maddie's not going to help London unless she gets paid. That's so true. 
Except for the one time when Mo- she stays at London, uh, Hattie's house, and Mosby's just like, you should. And so she does. I'm beginning to think, because like I constantly use that episode as my defense for their friendship, but I'm beginning to think that episode is just like the exception to the rule. To the rule. I'm telling you, every episode of Sweet Life we have watched, the only reason Maddie helps London is nine times out of ten is because London is paying her. Yeah. Hey. And London I is already res- technically paying her because she's an employee of the Tipton. I gotta respect the hustle. I, yeah, you do. Maddie's always looking for side jobs. <laughs> I know her W-2s are a nightmare. <laughs> it's like, uh, I t- at 10.99 for helping London impress a boy. At 10.99 for helping London impress the teacher. At 10.99 to distract London because her dad's coming into town. Damn. Taxing She'd have to be on the phone with TurboTax for hours. Right. Um, so now we're going upstairs. And the boys are playing the game. They're eating the weenies. They're eating the weenies. And... Zach, this this cracked me up. So we see like a bunch of the people, a bunch of the boys, they grab a weenie, they dip it in the mustard. Zach takes like just a little bit, but then he drops it on the ground. And Cody's like, you got mustard on the floor. And they show the mustard on the floor. And it's easily like a spoonful of mustard that someone in props was just like. It's like a whole like gallon of mustard. (laughs) Like, oh, sorry. Every time we cut to the rug. It's just like a g- more and more mustard. The final time we see it, they're swimming in mustard. You got mustard on my carpet. I want to know what the other two dips are. The only Ranch? one we know is stone ground mustard. Ranch? Would that what be good? What is Cody whipping up? What do we think his other, his other, his other dips are? The guy Fieri of, dip, of the dip <laughs> um, Oh, man. Maybe, I... Oh, like maybe like a spicy barbecue. Yeah, something with mayo, maybe, or like a pickle dip. A pi- Oh, oh, okay, a pickle dip. A pickle dip. <laughs> Come on, but Zach and chef. Cody. <laughs> yes, chef. Zach and Cody start fighting, and about the the cleanliness of the room and how the room is never clean. And Bob is getting upset because he just wants to get through a game without them fighting. So it sounds like this happens all the time. Oh yeah. Brothers who and share a one room of the friends and they hang out Mr. all the time. One of the friends calls them Mr. and Mrs. Martin. To Carrie's face. <laughs> Do you think that and gives Carrie's... her war flashbacks when she hears Mr. and Mrs. Martin? Here's the height. This is the moment where Carrie basically said, I'm a single mom who works two jobs and loves her kids and never stops. She does. So you guys have to um, get along. The boys, the boys all leave because they're upset that Zach and Cody are fighting again and they've ruined the whole day. Yeah, And Cody is upset that he's being like lumped in with Zach, who's not cleaning his room. But Carrie, Carrie says, I'm the single mother of twins. I need to lump. Which is so true. Again, you have to respect the hustle. And Cody gets upset enough to announce that he's moving out. And the place that he moves into is a place that we've seen before in an episode that we've covered on the show. When we talked about the, the, the abandoned Boston episode and Zach and Cody get trapped in this very coat closet. And so we a, already know that it's an extremely roomy closet. Yeah. And I, when we get to how roomy it gets, I do want to po- pose a theory to you. Okay. Um, but yeah, Cody and Cody's basically like, well, I can't live here with that. 
And so he storms out. And they're like, where are you going? And he goes to the coat closet. Carrie goes, I missed him already. And Zach goes, I don't. <laughs> when Carrie says, I miss him already, Cody starts screaming because there's a spider on him. And then Zach says, I don't. There's a spider in your closet? So Okay, so now, here we go. We have twins running, running amok. We have a hotel manager who's belly dancing. And now there's insects <laughs> in the hotel closets? And, before this episode ends, renovations made. <laughs> like, how is this? How is this hotel? Also, so apparently, according to their friends, Zach and Cody's room stinks. I bet. Like the way that they describe it, smelling and the the we'll get to that. I don't want to get into the clown car closet scene before this. So I think we're back. We're back in the lobby, and we're it's the, the morning lobby. of London's art museum date with Trevor, and she comes walking up to. Mosby, so I guess Mosby does get a third scene. And this is an iconic, <laughs> iconic line alert. She's like, which one of these sayings will make me sound the most smartical? Mosby's like, whichever one doesn't have. <laughs> the word, have oh, yeah, whichever one doesn't have the word smartical. And then Maddie comes up, ready to go on this date. She's dressed a fool. Dressed like she, flower power. <laughs> With Huge her flower her. on her, like, shirt, big floppy hat. Floppy, yeah, well, floppy, floppy like, hat. Well, in in the lobby, she has a different, she has a different outfit than when she goes. It's to a little the bit different, but she's giving. Oh yeah, she was dressed just kind of silly. <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's a completely different outfit. When did outfit she change? <laughs> Why London did she come downstairs this, wearing no, something else if they were gonna leave? London, London has a different. London has something different on too. So they both changed. Why is this? And as we learn at the end of this episode, you can't change yourself for a person. Um, why is like this episode that we're recording turning into this sweet life fashion hour? <laughs> <laughs> it's New York Fashion Week in Boston. It's New York Fashion Week in Boston. <laughs> um, so anyway, regardless of what so they're wearing, this Maddie is when comes they... up and is like, she has this little tiny chip that she gives to London, and London puts it in her mouth. Like she's a, like she's like she's a two year old. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> London is the reason that they make batteries taste bad now. <laughs> you know she licks those. She, you know she's <laughs> just Sorry. sucking on them. Um, but she she eats Hello? it and then gives it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mini weenies are done. <laughs> my batteries are done. <laughs> London, you better not licking batteries in there. She microwaves batteries and is like, ooh, fresh. My. <laughs> Hello? Microwaves batteries? The Tipton it's would not... be Ash. <laughs> the, the Tipton. Oppenheimer. Londonheimer. Tipton... <laughs> Literally, Cillian Murphy as London Tipton that... in. <laughs> I need that specific <laughs> promo photo of London where she's like this <laughs> on the Oppenheimer poster where she's doing that like downward smirk she's in yellow if you know, I know what exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> Londonheimer Londonheimer oh my god uh, it's the bomb uh, so the, the tiny the bomb. chip is supposed to be <laughs> London to put in her ear so she can hear Maddie talk to her so London can say smart things back to Trevor. 
And Mosby is like, or you could just get him to like you for who you really are. And And both of them look at him like he is insane. He literally, like, like he said, you can drink out of your ears. And then he says, good luck with the chip. Good luck with the chip. I mean, Maddie's probably like, I already spent my weekly salary on this freaking thing. Like, why are you telling me this now? And London's like, he'll never like me for who I am. Right. So then we have, it's a lot of up and down the elevator in this episode. Because either everything takes place on the lobby or the Martin residence. Exactly. Until it takes place at the art museum for a second. But... (laughs) We see they... Carrie heading out. She needs. She's a woman on the go. <laughs> a woman on the go. And I used to laugh, laugh, laugh at this scene. She opens the door to the coat closet, and Cody is like shirt half unbuttoned, and he goes, "Mom, I'm changing." Well, you can definitely see that as they were filming this scene, Cole Sprouse is literally just like waiting for the cue for the mm-hmm. door to open because he's literally just has his shirt wide open. And he like jumps and <laughs> and yeah, and as soon as the door opened, that's when he's like, oh. So he was just kind of waiting there for that to happen. Um, and she goes, oh, sorry, um, I'm just looking for my coat. And then Cody's like, here you go, and it's a purple one. And Carrie is like, oh, I actually wanted the green one or whatever color. And the then blue Cody one. peeks the blue one. And then Cody peeks us peeks out of the door, reads Carrie for filth. <laughs> and says, not with those shoes. The library is open, honey. <laughs> <laughs> the coat closet is open. So, so Carrie puts on the purple jacket to cover her third degree burns from that. <laughs> <laughs> and now Carrie is rocking a purple on purple outfit. She is. She's a one-eyed blue <laughs> flying purple people. <laughs> I didn't say she looked bad. I didn't say that. Grimace. <laughs> Um, but Grimace she... with a blonde pixie cut. <laughs> Grimace who needs to speak to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> they so as she's putting on her coat, Cody says he's making some renovations in the closet, and she's like, "Honey, we don't own this place. Like, be careful." And he's like, "I'm just making it more homey." And then you hear like a power drill. Hello. Yeah. I guess he probably just Had asked you... Arwen to borrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she looks at him, looks at the door, and just goes, eh. <laughs> and walks out and says, just true. Mind she's your business, She's a single mom Carrie. who works, she works two jobs. Like, she's got to go. You're, you're a survivor. <laughs> so now we're at the art museum. And this is the moment where I was like, wait, Zac Efron is, like, a good actor. <laughs> Not this. He almost got an Oscar nomination this year, and this is what well, you should be. Well, he should have got an Emmy for this. No, Him I'm just saying he's red. very. Well, I'm saying he's very natural on camera, as zany as Disney Channel shows can be, as Disney yeah. Channel acting can go. He's, he's just a guy. He's very much just a guy in this episode. He's just a guy who is extremely smart. His red zip up in this scene, His red, I will yeah. always, always remember. Oh my God. You're drooling, by the way. Oh, I'm barking. <laughs> His red zip up. So he and London are just walking around looking at different pieces. And we see that, like, as they come up to each piece, London, like, loudly says the name of it. And Maddie flips to it in 
this modern art book that she has. And, and this like, is when she's has wearing about it. This is when she's wearing the, the big, big hat, hat, the, the big sunglasses. She looks so silly. And they're walking around. They come up to this sculpture that's like a chair. And Linden <laughs> sits on it. And the whole room is like, <gasps> and Zach, and then Zach everyone goes, uh, London, you're sitting on a masterpiece. <laughs> and London replies, dang, I knew these pants look, make me look good. <laughs> another funny line. And then we get another funny line. Her ass about- is the bomb. She Londonheimer. Goes, she literally was like, you shouldn't have my ass? You look my at eyes my are ass, here. <laughs> The way the security here. would have been like, ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Like, oh, they would have taken her off the property. Happened. And like leaning on the Mona Lisa. Another scene that we, we, we cut back to the room. Um, we cut back to like Zach real quick after this. And when we cut right back, London has her fingers all over the artwork again. Like this day would not have lasted more than 20 minutes because someone would have thrown them out. They're ta- yeah, they're talking about the classes and the things that he likes. And London replies with something. She's like, headed southbound on I-24 and just like oh. smiles. And then we see Maddie and she's like, sorry, London. Sometimes this thing picks up police frequencies. That's Which never I addressed. Knew- I, yeah, why? Why Did just police that? frequencies? And why I is knew- it not like? I was like, I think something's happening. I said, it's either going to be like a drive through or something like I've seen an episode of somewhere where someone's doing the same shtick, but instead of police reports, it's they do they get drive through fast food drive through yeah. frequencies. It's all it's interesting that they have that joke happen and then they don't go back to it. Oh yeah, it's just one time. It only ha- the reason it falls apart is because Maddie is getting upset at his personal views. Yeah, interesting. They really I know it's to interesting to bring that. that joke into the mix and then not use it again because that's typically yeah. like a returning gag. So the only yeah, thing that but- happens in between, we cut back to the bedroom where Cody has moved out from, and just the guys are playing uh, a game with Zach, and they're talking about like how much they miss Cody. They can even smell his food or something, because they're like, man, I miss Cody so much I can even smell his lamb kebabs. Yeah. And everybody yeah, leaves. It can, and Bob is getting extremely upset. And he's like, just once I want to finish a game. Poor Bob. Poor, poor Bob. He can't get what he's, he wants out of this board gaming club. He just wants to have fun. But they all leave. And Zach is left alone in his stinky room. Yeah. And everyone is having a ball. It's like everyone's kind of leaving one by one to go into Cody's room closet. How did we escalate from mini weenies, which can easily be put in the toaster oven, to lamb kebabs? <laughs> he got his fourth Michelin star. You're forgetting they live in a hotel. They, he probably like went down to the... They said Cody's lamb kebabs. Like, he is cooking them. No, what I'm saying is he probably went down to the kitchen. <laughs> oh, to cook? And made it, to cook and made his lamb kebabs <laughs> and brought them back. Maybe. So, back at the art museum... um. They're talking, London and Trevor are continuing their date. London is touching all the artwork. They're asking each other about school. And this is that line you were talking about. But Trevor asks London what her favorite class is. And what does she say? Oh, she says, oh, my favorite, upper. <laughs> and he's like, Another that's a good line. one if you can get into it. <laughs> um, and then this is when we start, like, it's like, so what do you want to do? London asks via Maddie or something like. Well, he says that he likes political. He says poli sci and she doesn't know what that means. 
So Maddie's like, it means he likes politics. Like, ask him what he wants to do when he grows up. And he's like, mayor, senator, president, then talk show host. Not reverse Trump. I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> well, we find out that they're in the same party. Permert. <laughs> Reverse Trump. Yeah, they are Republicans because he calls Maddie a bleeding heart liberal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the one like, thing we can't word. lose sight of no matter how hot Zac Efron looks and that red quarter zip. He is a Republican in this episode. Trevor is a Republican. Like, where was Trevor on January 6th? <laughs> <laughs> Help. I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying. But she starts getting mad. Um. She's like, asks London to ask him about his, like, what he plans to do with the environment when he's president. And he's like, I don't really oh, think yeah. that's that important. And she's and like, she's losing it. She's bickering. She's getting mad. And London's turning around being like, I don't want to say that. But then she turns around and says it anyway. And the jig is up. The jig is up. And then that's we when. We get the classic <laughs> Ashley Tisdale hand on the hip. Oh, she is. And this is when. The cat's out of the bag. It has to. They tell Trevor Zac Efron about what they've been doing. And Maddie has had it. She's like, well, I didn't want to be here for one more second. And this is the moment, everyone. This is the moment where they go back and forth. Yelling at each other. Shots are fired. You beating heart liberal. Bleeding heart liberal. Okay. Which I still can't believe was said on a Disney Channel show. I can't either. It's crazy, though, the impact of this, that, like, as short of a scene and moment as this is, that when I think of enemies to lovers, this is the first place that my brain goes. Right. And it all culminates in, do you want to kiss me as much as I want to kiss you? I'm surprised someone as smart as you would have to ask. And they full on. French. French kiss. Which Ashley Tisdale had something to say about. Ashley Tisdale actually commented on this exact scene a couple years ago. She explained that one of her worst on-screen kisses was with Zac Efron. And she explained that. She said, at the time he was used to acting on like Warner Brothers, which is CW, and we were on the Disney Channel. And so he tried kissing me with his tongue. And I was like, get away from me. I closed my mouth so fast. I was like, this is Disney Channel. We don't kiss like that. On Disney Channel. So he was all for it. He was, at the time, he was on the show Summerland. Wow. With, do you know what that show is? Yeah, I remember hearing about it, but I never watched with, it. With Jesse McCartney. Mm-hmm. And Lori Loughlin from Full House. We can't forget what, as they come up for air, when they scream, I hate you, I hate you more. More. And then yeah. kiss again. Maddie does the, the, the foot pop. A la Princess Diaries, the foot pop. Um, Now, I, since this was post High School Musical, I know the Troy and Sharpay fan fiction was. It was hot, hot, hot. It was full steam ahead, and they had an actual scene they could use. Mm hmm. Um, Isn't it crazy to think about that we got a Zach Efron, Ashley Tisdale on screen kiss? Before Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens on screen kiss. <gasps> Wait. Oh. That's crazy, that crazy actually. <laughs> they made That's us wait, to... wait, wait. And they said, eh, we'll put them together. What if they were like, um, next week on Sweet Life, who's kissing Monique Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. Because, you know, there's like, a, there's like an underground fandom of how people wanted, with like, would ship Zac Efron and Ashley Tisdale together. Or just like Troy and, and Sharpay. Troy, Troy and Sharpay. So now, like, the Troy and Sharpay fans are like gobbling this up. All the while, London is looking at them making out. It's like, well, didn't see that coming. She I said, wonder, I wonder what they would do if they liked each other. Just to this extra who has no lines, obviously, <laughs> that we love. We love. We love an extra that can't talk because they have to get paid more. They do. And then we see Cody's closet room. I want. I would. I would has... have loved to. Know, well, before we finish off the episode, I love that. That's the last we see of this storyline. Well, it would have been too hot to handle the rest. Right. What What happened next? I know. We'll never know. Because we never see him again. We don't hear about him again from what I'm aware of. I would be shocked if we did. And I also like, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, because right after this. Did they get kicked out of the art museum for PDA? (laughs) Yeah, they they said, y'all got people touching the museum, sculptures. (laughs) Now you got people making out of the. Touching each other. Y'all need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So we see the outside of his closet room has a mailbox, some little plants, a doorbell <laughs> that sings. A little fence. And the running question throughout this entire scene is where did Cody get all the money for this? Where did he get all the money? Which is finally asked by somebody at the end. And he reveals yeah, and- that he invested his allowance. But like, what was he investing in? Cody is the wolf of Wall Street. Right. Well, with his robe, he looks like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> He's wearing this nice velvet red He's robe. He's the half of Wall Street. In this little bachelor pad. And but there's... Zach, I think it's Zach ringing the bell because he's like mad. He's like, you took all my Yeah, because everyone else is in there. And they're all in there eating. There's music playing. They're having a good... They're laughing, having a good time. And then and we, we just actually... kind of start this clown car scene where oh. a bunch of people keep showing up at the closet room. First, we have a guy who's measuring for wall-to-wall carpet, and he takes way longer than he needs to because mm-hmm. it's a short room. But then we have, like, the maid. We have housekeeping. Bob ordered a massage, apparently. I don't know why they didn't take that outside. <laughs> Mm-mm. Which, so we're, like, looking at the closet and all this stuff's in it, which begs the question, why couldn't they have turned this closet into a room for Carrie. Exactly. If it's that freaking big, if a big screen TV delivery man can bring it in. Yeah. Like, it's simple. One of, the, one of the guys says it's elegant yet casual, and Zach replies with an iconic sweet lifeline, I think it's stupid yet stupid. Oh, wait, I just realized if Carrie doesn't have a bedroom, is the hall closet her closet as well? Like her, with all her stuff? I guess so. Maybe there's a Where's closet putting... somewhere else Where? that she uses too. I don't know. Maybe there's two hall closets. Not them kicking Carrie out of her own space again. <laughs> well, then she'd have to kick Cody out every time she needed to change. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's the price you pay. But Zach is like, would you really like? Would you really rather all be in this tiny, tiny room than in in our old room? And all of them are like, yes. 
Like, he's so mad that these people would rather have a good and classy time in a room that doesn't smell like year-old food. He's so upset. He can't handle it. His ego is checked. But then Carrie opens the door, and, like, 20 people come tumbling out of this room. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. She's, how long was she gone? A couple hours, maybe? I don't know. You, a lot happens. You think she's at rehearsal? <laughs> Singing. She's doing sound Singing. check. Then our tag of the scene is Zach has cleaned his room. Spick and span. Even the little quarter trick. But Carrie was like, give me back my quarter. <laughs> <laughs> she know. really is. She really is a single mom who works two jobs. She can't even she afford is. to give her own son a quarter. But the room is clean. Cody moves back. And he's like, I didn't well, really want to move back. Cody, fired Cody, a- walked in like, Cody walked in like he was in the year 2020. <laughs> in a like mask. mask. He was like, is it safe? <laughs> is it safe I was like, ah. I was like, I. <laughs> Don't show me that. Um, it's like the epi- you like you remember when like TV was still happening during the pandemic, and there's do you remember there's, that like, show Love of- in the Time of COVID or Love in the Time of Corona or whatever that they like no. cranked out? No, but I just remember there were like some shows that used the COVID like were set in our reality. Yeah, so their scene, so their reality was COVID. I was like, this is terrible. I kind of hated that Glass Onion had that too. Did they? Yes, that's like the whole beginning of the movie. They're going to a vacation on a remote island because it's COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. used it well, but as soon as the movie opened and I saw Catherine Hahn in her mask, I was like, no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like... Something about it irks ugh. me. It is. And I it's know irksome. that movies have to be made about historical events, and I'm sure that people who have lived through other historical events feel the same way, but it just like it was just like too soon. It's too soon. It was definitely... Definitely too soon. <laughs> and not this whole tangent. Anyway, Cody reveals that he got shut down by the fire department from living in there because the maximum occupancy of my closet is three coats and an umbrella. There's more than three coats and an umbrella in there if Carrie's whole wardrobe is sitting in there. <laughs> and her, there's more room her. than that if her, him and Zach were in there together. Like, clearly, they're, I don't know. It's a funny clearly. line, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, of course, they agree to be roomies again. And all is well in the Martin household. All is well. We cut to the credits and see Carrie's dog being sprayed. (laughs) They said, one more for the fans. (laughs) One more for the feed fans. And that was Odd Couple. So, what did you think overall? Iconic. It was a fun... It's a strong episode. I think both stories are strong. The odd couple, like the way that they do it is fun. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a play on like the odd couple of how yeah. you have like the two different ones too. Well, it's kind of like I odd couples of like the odd couple of, you know, like the play, the odd couple. Yeah. And then you have like the Where female really odd couple. And, one, and then you have, and then the odd couple. It's, it's a double, triple entendre. You got the odd couple of roommates, the odd couple of friends and the odd couple of this. Uh, not so smart person dating a merit scholar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have the maybe a fourth. Uh, then you have the Republican dating the the bleeding heart liberal <laughs> making out. <laughs> exactly. But this I just um, I, there's so much I remember about this episode. Like I said, it was just like sending my brainwaves off. I will always remember it. The 
the way that they timed this episode was Zac Efron being hot, hot, hot when it came out. Oh, it, and him I know they were holding on. Like, I know they were holding on. I wonder if, because I looked online and this was the third episode shot of the second season. So, you know, they probably held on to it and be like, oh, yeah, put it up front and have the rest of the season go. They had to. They knew the butts were going to be in the seats and the dogs were going to be barking. Yeah. And yeah, because it's like exciting to see. Yeah. Season premiere, big star, famous Disney Channel person kissing like the kids. Kid, like kissing. Spicy for this era. Like not even like a kiss. Like a and done. It's like a full on. As Ashley Tisdale said, Zach Efron was using tongue. He was saucy, saucy, saucy. But yeah, it was a fun episode. It was saucy, great sweet lines. life. Great lines, fun storylines all around. Exactly. So, what is the exactly? Um, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is if someone hands you something very small, think twice before you put it in your mouth. (laughs) London. London. I think my Disney Channel lesson is if you realize another part of your suite can become another bedroom and you have been on the pullout couch for who knows how long, maybe investigate that maybe I can use that room because at that point now her sons had two separate rooms and she's still on the pullout couch exactly it's too much I'm saying exactly so much I'm sorry like Carrie 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 listen to me you can't let your children (laughs) bully you into sleeping on that pullout couch you can't let your children bully you into bulldozing your closet and not getting your security deposit back on this hotel room. Right. So that's my Disney Channel lesson. Becca, people want to see how much you are smarticle. <laughs> Where can they find you? You can find my smarticles on Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. We don't want Be- to see your smarticles. <laughs> Becca's records on TikTok, uh, Becky Stogner on YouTube or my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. And if you want to follow me on any of the social medias, I'm at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, Age Cameron Martin on Twitter. Uh, but most importantly, if you want to keep up to date about anything and everything about this podcast, follow us on all the social medias. Um, just type in the Time Machine Podcast on Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok. You'll find us there. Uh, join our Patreon. It's only $3 a month. If you're a Patreon member, you knew well in advance that we were doing this fun theme month. And then, of course, we do bonus episodes. And they got, you got to help us. choose one of the episodes that we covered. Yeah, well. yeah. We got to, and we'll, we'll let you know which one went out in the end, which one, uh, for non-Patreon members, which one was chosen. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps people see us a little bit more and join the fun. Uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. If you do, we will read it out next time we record. Show the love right back. Rate us five stars on Spotify if you're ever so kind. And talk to us on all the social medias. That's like the coolest part about this is talking to each and every one of you. You guys are amazing. And tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Because we want everyone to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, y'all. Next week, the Wildcat Fun is continuing. We're pulling the limo out front. With another guest star um, in it. With another team member of the East High Wildcats basketball team. And until next time.
We will see you later, time travelers. Always book your seatbelts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.